0: We acknowledge that Spruce Grove Public Library sits on Treaty 6 territory and express gratitude and respect for the land we use with the pledge this organization will actively work to end systemic racism, continue to participate in truth and reconciliation, and partner with our neighbors, First Nations. Paul, Michelle, Alexander Cree, Alexis Nakota sue Enoch Cree. To improve Indigenous programming, services, and resources in
1: our community. We are here to provide an informative and entertaining method to reach out to our community of Spruce Grove. If you have any questions or concerns about anything you hear on this podcast, you can email us at behindthestackssgpl.ca. At <laughs> Oh my gosh. I was going to the mall the other day and you know there's that kind of black tarmac in oh. the parking lot that the cars can go over like a speed bump. Did you get stuck? No. But stepping on it, oh. it was just like a sponge. It was all squishy because <laughs> of the heat and me and my stepdaughter we were just like stomp, 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 you know, enjoying how squishy it was, but that right there just showed how bloody hot it is right now.
0: It's a scorcher, like he- what it was is it 38 or something? I, can't even, I don't even know what the weather is. Yeah, I think it's going to reach a high of 39. Insane. That's too hot. My friend from Japan emailed me and was like, Are you okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> that seems hot for you. I'm like, it's hot for everyone. Yeah, for everyone. No one deserves that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to just be talking about how hot it is for the whole show. July 1st is Canada Day. And as I am from the UK... We are going to have a fun episode of the differences between the two countries and talk about our favourite Canadian writers, movie stars, singers, and TV shows. So it's going to be nostalgic, random, awesome.
0: What's your reading? Or watching, or listening, or playing.
1: I think it was a couple episodes ago I talked about the movie Us oh, yes. by Jordan Peele.
0: I finally got around to
1: watching his first movie, Get Out, and I am very happy to say. It did not disappoint. It was just as scary as Us. I didn't know what to expect, really, because I enjoyed Us so much. I thought, is this going to live up to this so other film? And I was so happy that it did. I found myself tense, palms sweating, anxious, like, oh God, oh God, no, no, no. And it's so great to have that feeling in a horror movie, because it's so rare nowadays, I think. It's about uh, an African-American man named Chris, who has a Caucasian girlfriend, And they go to visit her family, and he's a little hesitant. He's like, you know, did you tell them I'm black? And she's like, no, why would I? It's not a big deal. And so, at first, you're wondering, is this going to be like a drama? But it turns out to be this weird horror, bordering on sci-fi. Very tense. It's a very slow burn. You just feel right away something's not quite right, but you can't put your finger on it. As the movie continues, you just get more and more and more uncomfortable until you get the big reveal. At that point, it turns kind of into an action horror film. Exciting, and it's also very funny. I I was really impressed with how he managed to combine the scares and the racial politics and humour. Get Out is a great movie. I'm still playing Fortnite right now. They just had a new season. It has space aliens. You can fly um, spaceships and get transported, shoot laser beams. It's a lot of fun. I think it's their best season yet. And you can also, there's an alien parasite and it lands on your head. And it takes some of your energy, but it makes you jump ridiculous lengths. So it's really weird and I'm loving it. And it's great in this hot weather because I can't sleep. So I just play Fortnite. It's
0: perfect, right? Yes,
1: it all works out. So what about you? What have you been watching, reading, etc.?
0: Oh, well, you know I've been reading. Um, So I've read, I think, th- yep, yeah, three books. So the first one that I read was Disability Visibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first person story is from the 20th century by Alice Wong. So it's a collection of personal essays by contemporary writers. Mm-hmm. Heartbreaking. That's all I'm going to say about that one, because I just... It's great to hear their voices, because, you know, you, you don't live the same life as people with disabilities, so you mm-hmm. don't know. So when you hear their first accounts... Mm -hmm. it just it broke my heart so those original pieces by up-and-coming authors uh some blog posts that were turned into this book on manifestos eulogies testimonies to congress and beyond like there's just so much but it's a little glimpse of the vast richnessness and complexity of the disabled experience highlighting the passions talents and everyday lives of this community so yeah it was powerful Mm -hmm. and it broke my heart Which is why we work here, and we're working on fixing all that as best we can. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Next, oh, next, this is probably appropriate timing in light of everything that's happened, is Stolen Sisters, the story of two missing girls, their families, and how Canada has failed Indigenous women, by Emmanuel Walter. It is a moving and deeply shocking work of investigative journalism that makes the claim that not only is Canada failing its first Indigenous communities, but that a femicide is taking place. I would, of course, recommend to read more of, um, kind of an informational piece, uh, to educate everyone about what really is happening in Canada. I feel like, I mean, I could tell from, tell you from personal experience. There's so much that I've learned in the last three years mm-hmm. that I haven't learned in school at all. And the last one, this was just kind of a fun one, uh, Lore by Alexandra Bracken. YA book, quick read, though. Kind of Greek mythology with Hunger Games. Ooh, that does sound interesting. Right? And I do love a Greek mythology, especially um, typical classic tales. But I love when they twist it.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, oh yes, what
0: did you do now? <laughs> <laughs> so every seven years, the Aegon begins... As punishment for a past rebellion, nine Greek gods are forced to walk the earth as mortals. They are hunted by the descendants of ancient bloodlines, all eager to kill a god and seize their divine power and immortality. So already I'm like, yes. (laughs) Yeah, you're already into this. Totally. So, of course, it's a strong female lead. Her name is Lore. She... What did she do? Lore Perseus. Yeah, Lord Perseus. Laura Perseus. Oh, Perseus. Yeah. That was a. Yeah, because they're all descendants of like actual yeah. gods. She She's kind of a rebel. I love her. She's got spunk. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> she lost her family. Like all, her entire family was uh, murdered. And for a year, she's kind of just pushed away from this, this hunt because she's like, no, I don't want to be involved. A kind of. A lot of secrets I'm not going to go into because I don't want to spoil the book. Okay. Um, But long story short, ultimately, Laura decides to rejoin the hunt. Finding your fate to Athena,
1: Athena is, yes.
0: uh, will come at a deadly cost, and it may not be enough to stop the rise of a new god with the power to bring humanity to its knees. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. <laughs> yeah, right. That's exactly what after I, read that, I was like, so we have all those books in track packs, so you can grab those. And then I told you earlier off, uh, <laughs> off air here, I watched Luca. And I, you really liked it. I did. It was finally, I feel <laughs> Courtney the heartless grump. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing new. This really tugged at my heartstrings. And then listening, which of course we listened to just before starting to record, Elton John. Elton John. Oh my gosh. You talked about his biography book Mm -hmm. in a previous episode. He's having his last farewell tour concert next year. Yeah, it's so sad. It is so sad. And you've seen him in concerts. I have
1: seen him in concerts. I saw him in, I think it was about 2010. It was amazing you get to see him live
0: yes it'll be my first time and last time because like we said this is his farewell tour it's bye-bye gonna go rest now i mean what is he 70 he's in his early 70s okay yeah so i mean time for a break my friend <laughs> you've definitely put in the effort but yeah <laughs> i'm going to his concert next year so of course i'll be blasting elton john for probably the next year and forever because...
1: i i approve of that
0: excellent okay
1: and i look forward to you reading the biography as well and telling us what you think.
0: Yes, I think I'll listen to the audiobook because mm-hmm. you were telling me who does the voice for it and I just, I love him too. Yeah. He's so good. So good. Excellent. We love you, Elton. And If you're listening, Elton John. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> love you!
1: I'm making that little heart <sighs> thing with my. <me>.
0: Anyway. <laughs> we could have a whole episode probably of just worshipping Elton John.
1: If there are any Elton John fans listening, please let us know what your favourite Elton song is. Email us at stacks at sgpl.ca
0: our next segment housekeeping
1: it's one of our favorite times of the year here at spruce grove library it's time for the summer reading club to begin it starts on the 2nd of july until the 14th of august you can register online for the summer reading program and you can keep track of your reading and be entered for amazing weekly prizes the more you read the more chances you have to win. So you're going to get prizes just for reading, as if reading itself isn't a huge reward. I love that. <laughs> just got to get that in there. So you can go to our website, sgpl.ca. Under Programs, Summer Reading Club, you'll find the registration form. If you can't register online, that's not a problem. Just come into the library or give us a call at 780-962-4423 extension 0 and staff will be happy to register you. If you register in person, you will be giving some reading challenge logs. But if you rush through those, like I know you all will, you can download more on our website. Either bring them in or take a photo and email it to us. And there is also a bingo sheet for bonus entries. And that is for 13 years and up and includes adults. Because adults want to get in on the fun too. So if you want to send us a photo of your completed challenge log, send it to asgprogramming at yrl.ab.ca and you'll be then entered into the weekly prize draw throughout the summer. And don't forget to put your name, age and contact info. Prizes will be randomly drawn for three age groups. 0 to 6, 7 to 12 and 13 plus. So everyone has a chance to win something awesome and take part in the fun. Speaking of fun, we have so many great programs this year. I will read just a few here and you can go to the page to get all the info. Local hero story time. Listen to local community heroes who have lived or live here in Spruce Grove read stories throughout the summer. Tune in on our Facebook page, and that starts on Monday, July 5th, and carries on each Monday until August 9th. Then we have a classic that we love to do every year, Stories in the Sun, and it will actually be Stories in the Sun, because we can finally reopen. So take a moment to sit and relax outdoors at this in-person weekly preschool story time, with songs and stories, movement, that is on Tuesdays and Thursdays, starting 6th and 8th of July from 10.30 to 11. That's from two to six-year-olds with their caregivers, but siblings are more than welcome. That is a registered program. Visit the website and sign up online. Completely free. If you're more in the mood for a movie, we have the Biblio Cinema. Come on, watch a movie with us here at the library. Pick up your snacks at the library before the showing, and then settle down to enjoy some awesome movies it starts on tuesday the 6th of july with the movie raya and the last dragon That's brand new. oh and just reading here that is full oh my goodness my goodness yes this is a register program and it yes it appears the first movie is full raya and the last dragon but don't worry we have a lot of other good titles throughout the summer wreck it ralph matilda abominable lilo and stitch and one of my favourites, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So visit our website again to register for that. Tech Bowl is returning, formerly known as the Innovation Lab. We are now a tech tank. The Tech Bowl is a little mobile extension with all the cool activities, devices that you love. iPads, Extra sketch robots, and more. So come by every Wednesday from 3 till 5 and play with... Some classic and new technology in the tech ball. Of course, community craft is still going strong. We know how much you love that and we weren't going to stop anytime soon. So pick up your craft kit at the library ahead of time and join us on Zoom for a virtual makerspace. That's on Thursdays from 2 to 3 p.m. starting on the 8th of July. Once again, it's registered, visit online or 780 4423 And that's just a few of the things that we're having during the Summer Reading Club. It's going to be special events, riding camps. We could probably fill up a whole episode just talking about it. Visit the webpage, give us a call. We'll tell you everything you want to know. And we are so excited to be able to do this in person, if I haven't really made that clear.
0: Tell them again, Samantha. Tell them again. Okay, I'm so excited
1: that we can do this in person. Okay, I will hand over to Courtney now.
0: Next we have, in case you didn't know all of our fabulous listeners, uh, this year is an election year, a municipal election year, that everyone gets a chance to vote for a new mayor and six city council members. Mm -hmm. So... We have on our website an election readiness webpage that we're just, just a second. getting up yeah. There we go. Called Spruce Grove Votes. Spruce Grove Votes. So it's under the About tab. It's a, There's a lot going on on our About tab. So if you just scroll a little bit towards the bottom, there's Spruce Grove Votes. And there's a little bit of information that I have seen available that I have put up there for our community to take a look at. So it has important dates like October 18th. 2021. That is the election date. There was a candidate info session last week on June 23rd. And it's also great to know that the Greater Parkland Regional Chamber is hosting a virtual political forum to help raise awareness and inform our community about uh, all of the candidates. So there are dates there. It is registered so that you can get the um, Zoom link to attend. So all of that. And more, because there will be more as soon as we start hearing who's running, and they start giving more information about uh, like their A- agendas, platforms. I yeah. So. so they give us more information about their platforms and agendas. Be sure to check that page out quite frequently, because like I said, I'm going to keep adding information as I find out more. And lastly, I mean, no surprise to our listeners either, we've been celebrating 60 years of Spruce Grove Awesomeness. Yes, I believe yes, yeah. that
1: is the Diamond Anniversary Ooh. 60.
0: That's extra special and sparkly.
1: Yes. Diamonds are forever and so is Street Grove Public Library.
0: So as we are, this is our first July episode. uh, We obviously did the Great Canadian Giving Challenge in June. And now July, I see on our, once again, under the About tab, under the 60th anniversary. For July, they have planned the SGPL History Museum Virtual Tour. Ooh. That's super fancy.
1: We'll be travelling through the history of Spruce Grove Public Library with images, articles, anecdotes. There's a lot of history here and a lot of great stories. On our Pinterest page, still using Pinterest, it's still running. We are making a page of Spruce Grove Public Library's 60th birthday. So be sure to check that out. It's going to be updating throughout the rest of the year and we're gonna get together some pictures of our past present and we'll see lots of uh, familiar faces so it's gonna be fun
0: that's really exciting because i as our listeners may or may not know i've only been here for like two years so i mean that's out of 60 quick math, 58 years that i have no idea <laughs> what went down Simone <laughs> i can't wait to find out and hopefully uh, i won't blackmail you where this isn't like dirt <laughs> It's like,
1: about, about 35 years from me. I'm not sure what was happening. We'll both learn. Yeah, we will. We will. <laughs> it's an education. What's happening in Spruce Grove? Okay. First on our list is the Pop-Up Playground. Pop-Up Playground is a free drop-in program with fun activities that take place throughout the parks of Spruce Grove in July and August. Designed for kids to attend with friends, parents, and caregivers. Each week will feature a different theme, special events. Games and crafts. Programmes may be cancelled in case of inclement weather, but if it stays like this, I think we're good to go. They run Mondays to Friday from ten till three, and there is a rotation. Monday is Woodhaven, Tuesday Living Waters, Wednesday Jubilee Park, Thursday Century Crossing, and Friday Jubilee Park. Really all over Spruce Grove. That sounds so fun. And what a great way to get out and enjoy the sunshine. They also have themes. Stuff like Tropical Week, Under the Sea, and Clowning Around. Visit the sprucegrove.org webpage, go to Community, Programs, Pop-Up Playground, and find all the info. And then go to one of these pop-up playgrounds and
0: have a great time. That's an order. I'm not going to lie, I'm going to share some realness with our listeners. Okay, share realness. Mom, as a young adult, so I'm talking like 20, mm-hmm. so pretty young, um, my new thing at the time was when kids were obviously not playing on the playground was for me as an adult to go play in the playground and relive and hopefully not hurt myself Mm -hmm. like I did on the playground. And I had so much fun. Some things I was obviously too tall for. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. And as a workout, it's like, geez, how can I?
1: (laughs) It is a workout. How can I get up here? (laughs) So much cardio,
0: right? And you were climbing up everything. But that used to be my jam in my early adult life is going to playgrounds like the big ones, not like the little small ones where there's just a slide. I'm talking like, the megaliths that were built, and you're like, yes. Mm -hmm. They can climb on top of everything. So So I would totally do this if they had an adult program to go play in playgrounds. I would do that. So your name is Courtney, and you approve this message. I do approve this message. I wish I could do it, too. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not going to show my kids. I can't go play.
1: (laughs) Maybe if I go with my stepdaughter, you can join us.
0: Oh, there you go. I'll just be like, I'm with the kid. I'm playing. Yeah, and she can
1: watch us and say, oh. Gosh, these two are so embarrassing. Bobby saying, look how high I climbed!
0: Yay! Other realness I want to share with you is about a couple years ago, I went on a kid's swing, like just like a normal swing, mm-hmm. and I got sick. Like, the, the motion of going back and forth, you know how you kind of lose that as you get older? Like, you used to be able to go on all the fun rides? Yeah. Well, I got motion sickness from going on a swing. On a so swing at a playground. Yeah. Oh. Try telling that to the eight-year-old that you were supervising. You're like, I can't. Don't. No more. I can't. Oh on the swing. They're like, why? But it's so fun. I'm like, no, it's not fun. <laughs> and then they're like, why are you crying? Yeah, why are you throwing up? <laughs> You're just on the swing. And then all the judgment. <laughs> all the judgment. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's no judgment here, though.
0: No. <laughs> Even though they're all like, ha-ha. Uh-huh. He got sick on a swing. Which you went on yourself. Like, it's not like no one forced me. <laughs> you voluntarily went on a swing and got motion sickness. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> uh, more fantastic news. I'm sure many of our listeners are aware. Stage three, open for summer as of July 1st. Yay! Yay! Province announces stage three of open for summer plan, which sounds like a great plan because I'm pretty excited. Uh, what do we have here? Because I saw... This means that all current health restrictions will be lifted, including the ban on indoor social gathering and provincial mask mandate. So SGBL is closed on July 1st, so we'll begin this uh, restriction-free lifting on July 2nd, which is Friday. So the library will continue to supply hand sanitizer, will offer masks to those that want them, and provide face-to-face services behind plexiglass, so those are staying there, uh, for the foreseeable future. So the library will cease to screen visitors and monitor incoming traffic in person, and staff will no longer be required to wear a mask, but may do so if they choose. So that's kind of liberating and exciting.
1: I will probably continue wearing a mask because I've collected some pretty great ones during the past
0: year. Yes, uh, Golden Girls, Harry Potter, Star Trek. Yes, Wonder Woman. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that just, that's just—that's great enough reason, right there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> enough said. Well, yeah, you don't want to like throw them out, especially like some of them are pretty pricey. Mm-hmm. Especially the ones you love. You're like, oh, but Wonder Woman. But it's going to be so great
1: to see everyone again.
0: Yes. We are very excited to welcome you all back to the library. Yes, mm-hmm. SPPL. Yeah, the new Stoney Plain Public Library. Because I went to their opening ceremony last. How was it? It was wonderful. They had a great Indigenous presence there. I got to see Elder Violet because I've only met her like on screen. So I went up and I had to say hi to her. Hmm. Um, I was pretty jealous after going in, and it was—it's so beautiful. I hope everyone can get a chance to go there. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, lovely new everything. Like, they have a cute interactive, like, pad for kids. Well, I shouldn't say just kids because I wanted to play with it, but kids were playing with it. So I wasn't, like <laughs> I said, get to get the kid to move so I could play with it. Or them. kids at heart. Yes. That's a great way to put it because, first thing, I'm like, I want to do that, too. But there were people using it, so I wasn't going to be like, get out of my way. I want to use it. <laughs> um, they have uh, lots of lovely seating, kind of a cute magazine area with seats, lots of windows, which I'm super jealous um, they also have an area with two computers, and then uh, cricket was there, so that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, For a scrapbooking. Exactly. Vinyl cutter. And then, I'm going to give you this look, because you what? know a 3D printer they bought that I wanted, the Ultimaker. I didn't see if it was the model that can do the two filaments, but they had a station where basically people just, they do it themselves.
1: So, we love you, Stony Plain Public Library, but we are a little bit jelly.
0: Beautiful, so I highly recommend if you haven't had a chance to go over there, take a peek, take mm-hmm. a snoop, relax. Their stuff looks really comfy, so you can definitely relax. there. I should take you there. Just You should, just you, should. you really should. Just, just so we can go and just like, oh, hi. We're just creepy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, highly recommend. Go check it out. Next, we have Cultural Campfires with Stony Plain Community and Social Development. Uh, it's part of their July program lineup. So in case you were wondering, uh used to be called FCSS. But now change to community and social development. Because that confused me. I was like, who that?" <laughs> I was like, oh, wait a minute. I know who that is. <laughs> That's the same peeps with just a special name. So cultural campfires. Yeah, they, I believe they had these before, like pre-COVID. Um, so it's a chance. Oh, third season. I should read. So the cultural campfires are back for the third season. They say they'll be virtual this year. Uh, it's on their Facebook page every Thursday at 7 p.m. in July and August, so that's really exciting to hear a cultural story. Ooh, so July, they already have which culture they're focusing on. So, got the Netherlands, folklore, and the culture of inclusion, and more. So, the campfires are meant to create a space for reflection and conversation where culture can be shared and community nourished, strengthened, and connected. So, as I
1: mentioned, we have all that great stuff happening for the summer reading program. But across the Tri-Region, there's even more fun stuff for children and youth to do. If you visit our website, sgpl.ca, you'll see a post for Parkland Passport to Summer, which has a QR code that you can scan, and that will show you where there are fun opportunities to stay active and entertained in camps, clubs, and more. If you have any questions about the Passport to Summer, you can give Felicia Oaks a call, at 780-690-2836. And with the reopening of everything, it's something to be really excited about, but it can also be quite stressful. Mm -hmm. So this last thing we're going to mention, I think is really important. The Youth Mental Health Clinic Walk-In Service. This is hosted by Westview PCN. It's every Friday, from 10 till 2 at 101-505 Queen Street, Bruce Grove. To get more information, call on Fridays 780-960-9533 or visit www.westviewpcn.ca. Okay, shall we get to our theme?
0: So we are going to talk a little bit about some music, authors, famous Canadians, a little bit of a comparison between... Canada and England. Um, but before we get into that, we just want to send our divas condolences to the First Nations and Indigenous communities across Turtle Island. Survivors of the Indian Residential School System and intergenerational family members can receive support through the Indian Residential School Survivor Society, IRSS. There's a 24-7 emergency crisis line at 1-866-925-4419. And SGPL encourages people to take this time to access the resources and information available to reflect on and recommit to developing a deeper understanding of Indigenous history in Canada. The journey towards reconciliation and how it impacts all Canadians. And we have an Indigenous tab on our website, so you can check that out for more resources. With that being said, let's get into it.
1: So, Canada. Canada. It has been a bit of a culture shock for me. I came here in 2005. Yes. There is a lot of similarities between here and the UK, but also a lot of things that you would only find in the Great White North. I would like to start with TV shows. Okay. When I first moved here, my friend only had basic TV, and I ended up watching a lot of CBC, which is kind of the main... It's kind of the BBC of Canada, right? Totally. Totally. I was introduced to such shows as Corner Gas, The Red Green Show,
0: Royal Canadian Air Farce. I I didn't really get them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. It takes a special kind of humor <laughs> to understand the value of duct tape.
1: <laughs> yes. I, I was like, wow, they really love duct tape here. And plaid. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I can get behind. I've yes. always been quite a fan of plaid. But... Um, for a little while, I was like, hmm, okay. The sense of humor, it's similar, and I, I probably should like this because, you know, Monty Python and really weird comedy. But it, I took a while to warm up. I have found a lot of shows that I have genuinely enjoyed and come to love and be a big fan of. First of all, Schitt's Creek. Love shits Creek. Love, love, love. <laughs> it's such a good show. You, David. At first when I first saw that, what does that mean? And now I say that when there's something really disgusting. Even David.
0: My other one I was adopting was Nom nom David. <laughs> <laughs> when she was talking about the nibbles to eat when they were sampling the cheese. Mm-hmm. Nom nom. <laughs> and Moira. Who could forget Moira? Moira. Legend. Oh, legend. True legend. Just when you think her outfits couldn't get any more extreme, she outdoes herself in the next episode. You're like,
1: how? Yeah, she just comes into like local city hall meetings and she's wearing like a giant fur hat. and It's, it's amazing.
0: Oh my gosh. And her vocabulary just gets me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I wish I'd talk like that. I feel like I'd be so annoyed. <laughs> she's so dramatic. Yeah.
1: And the, the stars, like Eugene Levy, I saw him in different movies, like... American
0: Pie.
1: Yes. Uh, I had no idea he was Canadian. No? No. Oh,
0: yeah, that just makes it so much better, right? Oh, who
1: plays... Uh, oh, Catherine O'Hara. Catherine
0: O'Hara. Yeah. And
1: Catherine O'Hara yeah. from I saw her Home Alone and Beetlejuice. Yeah. I was like, hey, that's the lady from Home Alone. <laughs> again, she's like a Canadian comedy legend. So it's an education, but also I can't say how much I love Schitt's Creek. Again, I can make a whole show. Um, also, Kim's Convenience. I don't think it's as well known. But it is very, very funny.
0: I think you're right. I see it on Netflix and it's on my must-watch list. And I just, I have to get to it because I'm sure I'd really enjoy that. Yeah,
1: you definitely would. Corner gas I did like Corner gas. I did a little bit.
0: I, I might have been a little too young to get the jokes at the time. And then I know there's an animated version now. Okay. I still haven't watched that. But there was a few, few episodes that were really funny.
1: I like how Canadian comedies are set in kind of small towns. And there's always like a local store and a bunch of unusual people. Yes. It's this kind of cozy community feeling. And the longer you're here, the more you can relate to it. Mm-hmm. Like even here in Spruce, which is a, a really big city, it's still that kind of small community feel, which I think we have
0: here a lot at the library.
1: What about you? Are there any shows right now that you just love?
0: I really did like Working Moms. I never, but, never saw that. It's really funny. It's just... Pretty much about, like, moms trying to make their way in the world. They have young kids, but they have, like, full-time jobs and just dealing with life. And it's... Even though I'm not a mom myself, there's a few things I was like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) Mm-hmm. I get that, girl. It was just like, oh, my gosh. And all the, like, dramas that kind of circle their lives, you know, like, helping to raise, like, a young teen. And, like, she's getting into, like, you know, (laughs) being popular and drugs and sex and all this (laughs) stuff. And it's just like... Ugh, but at the same time she had a pregnancy scare like there was just like a whole yeah it's really good it's on netflix i think there's one more season that they're gonna oh, that still have... it's coming i have letter kenny on here i've never seen that personally but apparently that's supposed to be really funny and then you have two shows on here too i've never seen either so don't judge me too hard
1: well i will i always <laughs> judge you
0: but <laughs> too bad i am I already i already am
1: These were shows that I watched when I was growing up in England. They gave me a a vision of what I thought Canada was like. Um, The first show was The Littlest Hobo. It was about a dog, and he basically travels all around the country helping people. So he'll travel on a train and land in a a small town, and there'll maybe be somebody who's struggling to pay their bills because there's a mean mayor who's charging so much money for tax. And somehow Littlest Hobo will manage to find the corrupt people and get them arrested. <laughs> and by the time he leaves, everything is good again. Or maybe there'll be someone who's going to get kidnapped. Just as it's about to happen, Littlest Hobo will come in and save the kid or the person who's about to be taken away. They'll growl and the bad guys will be terrified this ferocious animal with a heart of gold. And at the end... The kind people of the town will always want him to stay and be their pet, but he has to roam free. He hasn't found a home yet. Canada is his home. And I'd watch this every week, and I would laugh, and I would cry, and I would just think, wow, Canada's amazing. And this dog is just going all over, and there's so much to see, and he's so brave. And it had a really great theme song. I'm not going to sing it. I
0: was like, "Eh, here it is.
1: Then there was Degrassi. So... I watched Kids of Degrassi Street, which I think was like the first Degrassi. It was.
0: Couldn't tell you, never watched Degrassi or grade any of them. School? No, school? sure. I just
1: mean in general. Oh, in general? <laughs> like,
0: I don't know. <laughs> yeah, elementary or grade school,
1: yeah. then junior high, then high school. So it was kind of Degrassi Elementary. And I watched that, and the thought I had of Canada was that it just snows. <laughs> every single day, because it? it was just kids in um, toques and big boots and jackets walking through snow. <laughs> and even though it was set in Canada, I was going to school in England. There was still, you know, universal things you could relate to, like being popular, being bullied, homework trouble, family strife. And then Degrassi Junior High came along, which was even more amazing. Have you seen Degrassi Junior High? No. Oh, my goodness.
0: What, is it the same cast, but they got older? It's the or? same cast. Okay. They've got older,
1: and they are in junior high. Oh, wow. And it's in the 80s, so oh. they have big hair, yes, big earrings, Excellent. bright colors. And every time I see a rerun, it's always this episode where this girl has a younger brother. He's like her half-brother, and she's so embarrassed by uh. him because she just thinks he's a nerd. Huh. And she's just like, don't tell anyone you're my brother. Uh. And she gets involved with this other girl who shot <gasps> Yeah. No. And they go into a department store, and she takes a top, and she gets caught. Yeah, it's... Life lessons. Remember watching that as a kid and just be like, oh no, her whole life is ruined. Of course it all works out. And she even makes up with her brother. And yeah, that's just one episode. And it dealt with stuff like teen pregnancy and family violence really quite um heavy themes and it, it was done really well and it, it really made an impact on me and again i thought canada is so great i wish i was going to school in canada because everyone just wore their own clothes Even in england you had to wear a uniform oh, that's right yes had a, a green blazer a white shirt and a green tie these kids were in these bright hot pink sweaters and giant scrunchies they're living the dream so <laughs> yeah <laughs> My my idea of Canada was a mix of a dog wandering around saving
0: people and snow. <laughs> I mean I guess that's better than igloos and I have a confession to make cuz I that? <laughs> Disney World's Epcot have you been? No, what? I've yeah. never been to Disney. That's right. Um the cause, so Epcot is basically the idea of like different cultures kind of all like different theme park cultures. All kind of mishmashed together to kind of show unity and all this great stuff about well, once again showing off everyone's like uniqueness. Mm-hmm. And Canada's is incredibly embarrassing. Is there snow involved? <laughs> no, but it might as well be. I mean, they probably couldn't have snow in Florida. But <laughs> I remember I was with my friend from Japan, because we both went at the same time. And we went around the world, as you, <laughs> as we were, <laughs> and we came to Canada. And I was like, oh my gosh, first of all, like, they even had anything about Canada. But then I was greatly disappointed because it was just, like, a couple pine trees. (laughs) And then there was a sign that said, at this time, there will be some lumberjacks coming to chop down trees and show people how they do it in Canada. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? So it was literally just two burly guys in plaid plaid? wood chopping. And that was Canada.
1: That's Canada. That's it. That reminds me. (gasps) Monty Python had this sketch called i'm a lumberjack that was another thing (laughs) i thought was very prominent in canada lumberjacks
0: and then insult to injury right next to canada they put england which had this huge like beautiful like multiple buildings alice would be there mary poppins was there and then there's this little puny canada pine trees right next to england (laughs) are you kidding me (laughs) did they have moose no no moose no beaver well they might have had like a fake beaver pelt or something there but i i just remember there was that was canada As you get to see two burly guys chop down some wood and like i said then they put us right next to england where it was just like cobblestone path there was like multiple like at least 10 buildings with like tea shops and like i said alice was there mary poppins was there and i was just like oh (laughs) (laughs) oh that's it God, I mean, there's still a lot of countries missing from that mm-hmm. theme park, so I should feel grateful that we're even there, but...
1: How long ago was that? Mm,
0: I would say not that long ago, so pre-pandemic, maybe 2017 20... or 18? Oh. So it's not even like it was done so long ago that, yeah, they kind of need a little bit... Oh, I was thinking maybe
1: the 90s or something.
0: You would think! Oh, dear. You would think, because I was like, hey, this is like 2000s people.
1: They didn't even have, like, Rotten took from the or anything?
0: No, no. They might have had the word "toke" somewhere because they couldn't help themselves, but it's like, come on, (laughs) (laughs) come on! And of course, everywhere else was majestic and brilliant. Like they had China, they had Japan, they had Germany and Norway, and I just, I just remember poor Canada sitting there, (laughs) not even accurately represented. Like no indigenous culture, nothing whatsoever. And I was like, just lumberjack, just. I don't even think they were Canadian. I think my favorite part about Epcot was that the people that they had in each of their little—I'm okay, going to really like—I'm going to call them villages, like their little countries—is mm-hmm. of course they would know the language from that country. So if you were in the Germany area, they spoke German and English, and you could tell that they were making fun of some of the tourists in German. And I was just like, eh, "Yep," <laughs> in their own language because I couldn't understand them. It's was like, "Ouch!" <laughs> oh no, it was Canada um, like Naboo? Pretty much. A's and boots and the boots and mooses. Uh, it was it was pretty pathetic. I hope we can um, do a little bit better than that. Yes, do
1: better, Disney. Just got to
0: do a little bit better. I mean, apparently we're not that interesting or important, but <laughs> come on. If you're going to do it, do it right. <laughs> yeah, more education for sure. We're not just pine trees and lumberjacks. No. It's not at all. Speaking of pine trees and lumberjacks, we've got poutine and tooks Oh, French side and English side. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Oh, loonies and toonies. Oh, yeah, we talked about snow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're enjoying the snow. There is a lot of
1: snow. Yes. My first winter here. Well, I came here in March, actually. March 2005. So it was still snowing, of course. Of course. And I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) Like, it's (laughs) March. Like, what? maybe a little bit of snow in January. Mm -hmm. No. 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 (laughs) It's up to my ankles. Uh, Two regrets and wanted to go back. (laughs) I did have a few like, no. thoughts of, what what have I done? That carried on till about May. Two oh. to <laughs> three months of just like,
0: why? Why is there still snow? Why is there still
1: snow? What's oh. going on? Um, Yeah, the amount of snow uh. would bring the UK to a complete standstill. Yeah. i uh, used to it. I went back to England in 2007, and there was um a few days worth of snow. There was maybe two or three inches, and it was pretty much on the news, it's like, national standstill. Trains aren't running, buses aren't running, schools are closed, businesses are closed. It showed all these British people (laughs) sledding down hills, which were still pretty green because it was like just a spattering of snow. And these little children being like, I made a snowman! (laughs)
0: Like this much snow. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. And then here, I'm sure driven through snow like no yeah. one's business
1: <laughs> i i first worked at the mcdonald's in spruce grove that was my first job here and i remember going there walking in like minus 40 with my whole face covered everything just my eyes i tell my dad and he say you went to work in that cold you know and that much snow it was up to
0: your like knees and i said yeah that's, that's what you do it's pretty busy actually <laughs> I mean, now I'm very happy you're here, but I'm sure at the time you're just like, what? Fresh H-E-Double Hockey Texas
1: Yes, and the cold. Back back in the UK, it's kind of a damp cold. Here it's just a cold cold, like a big slap in the face from Jack Frost.
0: Pretty much is.
1: When my my eyelashes froze, that's when I knew I was experiencing a whole new level.
0: Of winter. Now, before coming here, when you were in England, did you like the cold?
1: I did. Okay, and I thought I was pretty, pretty yeah, tough with really the cold. Cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't prepared. Like oh. my friend when I when I moved, she said you have boots. I said oh, I've got shoes. And said, you need boots. Yeah, I'll get them. And I, yeah, I got boots pretty quickly.
0: Yes, <laughs> a giant winter coat that just.
1: <laughs> yes, a huge winter coat that. Just was all-encompassing. The person I was living with said, Do you have a toque? And I said, What's a toque? Oh, here we go. She pointed to her head and said, A toque. And I said, You mean a beanie? Ah. And because they're called beanies back over the pond. So I had to quickly realize that I needed a toque. And I remember going in the store and being like, Do you have any toques? <laughs> <laughs> and it felt so weird to say it. I
0: love the pause and the questionable kind of like, Is that what that <laughs>
1: And and that's nothing. We went out for dinner one evening, and she said, "Oh, I am going to get some poutine. I'm just really craving it. How about you?" And I said, "What poutine? Is that is that is that a drink? Is what is that?" <laughs> and I thought it was some exotic dish. Well, I guess it kind of is. <laughs> and the, the waiter brings it over, and it's fries or chips covered in gravy. Poutine. Oh. Chips and gravy. Okay.
0: <laughs> do you like poutine?
1: I do like poutine. Okay. I do. And I like that it has this fancy name.
0: I just can't get over the first word, Like, poutine. Poutine.
1: Yeah. Talk so, about poutine. Poutine. And then another thing um, is the cereal boxes and other uh, groceries. How one side is in English and one side is in French. Oh, uh, yes. I still have trouble with that because I remember buying cereal Looking at the name, I think, oh, well, what, what is this? It sounds very again, it sounds quite exotic.
0: <laughs> the exquisite <laughs> palette so of Canada.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh gosh. And then my friend said, Oh, no, turn it around. Oh, it's cornflakes. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not as great as I thought.
1: <laughs> and I always seem to do that for uh, in cooking instructions. I'll always mm. it's it's like a USB where you put it in, even though you think you do it right, it's always yep. the wrong side. I think I'm looking at the right side. It's always the French side for cooking instructions, of course. And I can't speak a lick of French, so darn it! What is... Nope. <laughs> I, 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 and sometimes I have fun trying to figure out what it might say, and you know, get it like twenty percent right. It's a fun um,
0: game. Guess what this it, item is? It
1: is. And one more thing I wanted to hmm. mention was uh, again with my friend I first lived with. We were watching a movie. I think it was one of the Marvel movies. Hmm. And at the end, um it's a really good show. And I said, show? I said, yeah. And I said, you mean film? Yeah, show. And where I'm from, <laughs> a show either means like a television show or maybe going to the theatre and watching a show. Uh-huh. A movie is a movie or a film.
0: I feel like people use that interchangeably quite a bit here, show I, or movie.
1: I find show is pretty common. And I'll, I kept hearing people saying, Did you, have you seen that show? It's so good. Eh? What? Uh, it's it's a weird random thing, but it really caught me off guard how movies are often called shows here, and I've never really been able to pick that one up. I'm always just like, that was a good film, that was a good movie. A show is Corner Gas or Shits Creek. That's a show.
0: I can agree with that. Yeah, usually like TV show. Shits Creek is a TV show, mm-hmm. but I don't think I'd ever call them like if I was watching something of the theater, be like, that was a good show. I'd be like, that's a good movie. Yes. So I feel like we're on the same page. <laughs> Your friends weird. No. <laughs> and everyone else is weird no yeah i get it
1: and loonies and toonies what what What? what even that just made me laugh like (sighs) your money is called a loony. that's so great
0: i saw a picture and it had all of uh, the canadian bills and they're like first gay currency (laughs) the rainbow it's so pretty i know i was like i've actually never seen them all together like that's brilliant I don't know why they call it a gay currency, but it just kind of made me laugh. I'm like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. It,
1: I, I love that Canadian um, bills are different colors. Because U.S. money is so boring. Cause
0: the greens. I don't know how they tell the difference. I'm always like, you have to actually read it. It's not like I can't read it. I'm just like, they're all the same color.
1: I feel that's how a lot of TikTok people who have like big thick wads of cash. Ah, it's just a bunch of $1 bills. That'll be right. But you can't tell because no. it's green, so it looks like you're just making it rain and you probably have 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, those were some of the cultural things. I'm sure there's more. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll post about that on our social media as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. If any come to light, just be like, hey, has anyone ever experienced this? <laughs> <laughs> this weird thing. Is this Canadian weird or is this just like people weird? Because sometimes people here are just like, no one does that.
1: Oh, and once mm. our power went out and I said, you have a torch. Uh, and she said, "A torch, flashlight. Yeah, I said, you know, torch, click, click. She's like, a torch, it's something you set on fire. I said, what? I so th- flashlight.
0: <laughs> I think I've been very educated by watching Dairy Girls. Mm-hmm. Like when they said the boot of our car, I was like, the boot of your car. Boot is like <laughs> what you put on your feet. How does a car wear a boot? <laughs> <laughs> so I had my I, like the lift instead of the elevator. Like, although, mm-hmm. yeah, I was just like." And nappy instead of diaper. Yes. Yes. There's a few I was just like, what is that? So then you just Google away watching it, like, what is that?
1: Yes. I've had many, what is that moments. Mm-hmm. But they're fun. And I'm from the UK, so I have to just give mad props to someone who's from, you know, a country that isn't um, English, isn't their first language. Oh,
0: gosh, yes. Coming here and learning all this, that's amazing. Yes. Kudos to you, because yes. English is not an easy language to pick up. There's a lot of just colloquial mm-hmm. metaphors and idioms and all that. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's okay.
1: Exactly. We just
0: learned to live <laughs> to move on. Music. Oh, yes, because I learned recently from a previous show, I was talking about the beaches. And I- you thought beaches from Beth- with Bette Midler?
1: <laughs> I did. I thought you meant the 80s classic Beaches starring Bette Midler, who sings her hit song, Wind Beneath My Wings. I was quite surprised because sometimes I'll reference '80s things, and you're just like, "What are you talking about?" So I thought, "Oh, well, she knows Beaches—that's a start." But it wasn't that Midler at all, was it?
0: No, it's a Canadian uh, all-female band, Beaches. Ah, uh, they have some great songs like "T-Shirt," and I had—I even put that in our script here. I'm like, "This song—this is—that was the song I was trying to find." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, that song!" So yeah, little. <laughs> A little bit different, mm-hmm. but I mean, we both learned something new. We uh, did. It just brought us closer. It did. Do you recognize any of these? I've put a big list.
1: Yes. Okay. Um, Landis Morissette.
0: Of course.
1: I bought Jagged Little Pearl when it came out, and yes. it was just my favorite album for that whole summer. Uh, I listen to it now, mm. and she's very unique. Very. And you Ought to Know yes. is amazing. Yes. And ironic. Of course. Oh, yes. Which, again, the video for that, she's in this car playing different versions of herself, and they're driving through the snow. Of course. Of course. (laughs) It just snows in Canada all the time. Celine Dion. Of course. Yes. I saw her in a concert in Scotland in 1997, and it was before she had the huge success with Titanic and everything. So it was kind of a smaller venue and she was talking about how much she loved all the men wearing skirts which, it's Scotland, there. they wear kilts. Mm-hmm. And that was not met with much happiness there were lots of boos and, what are you talking about? We don't wear skirts. And poor Celine was oh. having to backtrack and I say, I, I mean, kilts, I'm so sorry, I, I didn't mean to offend anyone. I'm now going to sing Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> oh, <Okay. laughs> uh, And, you know, like the next year, she's suddenly this like mega superstar. Yes. So. Oh,
0: my gosh. Okay, for fun, I'm going to list some and you're going to tell me if you know them or not. Okay. Marianna's Trench.
1: I've heard of them.
0: Yeah, kind of rock band. Like, I feel like the Sum 41, but Canadian version, mm-hmm. but not as popular. Nickelback.
1: Yes, and I have <sighs> to go with the stereotype of, uh, Nickelback
0: yeah (laughs) what okay so my family loved them and i think that was the very first concert i went to as a child and i was like why am i here i didn't want to be there (laughs) oh gosh i was at that time a little more like grunge emo so i'm just sitting there like my little emo self like why am i here yeah a little
1: emo courtney would not be rocking out to nickelback
0: no i was like i don't want to be here and my my family was like yeah nickelback i am like I just remember going deaf because we didn't have ear protection at the Mm -hmm. time. And as a kid, I couldn't hear for like three days. I'm like, this is the worst. Not only did I not like the band, but now I'm deaf.
1: (laughs) Um, Brian Adams. Yes, because when Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Have you seen that movie? No. Oh, for goodness' sake.
0: On my list. Right in the town.
1: But you've heard of the song Everything I Do, I Do It For You. Of course. Yes. That was the song from. That was kind of the My Heart Will Go On of the early 90s. Okay. That song was number one in the UK for about two months. Always, always on the radio, and he was known as the Groover from Vancouver, Brian Adams.
0: Oh that's just so cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's when I learned about him.
0: Tragically hip.
1: Again, I I heard of them once I came here. I haven't really heard many of their songs, but from what I've gathered there, like a kind of legendary Canadian band.
0: Obviously, Alanis Morissette. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one. My sister reminded me of this one. Alana Miles. Oh, she's the Black Velvet Lady. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, <laughs> exactly. I was like, is that the Black Velvet Lady? And then I googled it, and I was like, I'm this Black Velvet <laughs> Little Boy's need oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I had, I had to see the video because of her hair and the leather jacket. I was just like, her hair's oh. amazing. I know. I was like, I would have been a, the coolest kid in the 80s <laughs> with big hair. and.
1: I had a leather jacket like oh, hers. Did you? I thought I looked really cool, like silver studs <gasps> on it. Yeah, you did.
0: <laughs> now, I don't know much about her as an artist. Was that kind of the one-hit wonder? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, and her next greatest was... No, for some reason, just black velvet. <laughs> but we definitely love. Thank you, Alana, for black velvet. Because, thank you. Yes, and I sorry I butchered it. Please, please don't hate me.
1: <laughs> and bare naked ladies. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect when I heard the name bare naked ladies.
0: That's fair because you're like <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> and they were on some Saturday night like entertainment show, and it was these just these five guys singing about having a million dollars i do
0: like that song
1: so yeah i again i hadn't heard of them until i came here i heard that song and then that's that one uh one week Mm. Uh, and the big bang theory
0: yes that's yes
1: it's about as far as my knowledge of the bare naked ladies goes
0: that's fair i feel like we have the same amount of knowledge collectively (laughs) (laughs) that's okay (laughs) but if you like to be a special guest or you have any questions concerns Or have any great episode ideas, you can send them to us at behindthestacks at sgpl.ca.
1: Well, that's it for us. Tune in next time for another exciting episode of Behind the Stacks.
0: Bye! Bye!